What is up, family? It's about to be an incredibly great show. This is Speak. Y'all already know what it is. That's Dave Hellman and FL Insider. That is the brilliant Joy Taylor. Dave is not stealing her adjectives today. <laughs> and this is Eagles all-time Russian leader, LaShawn. How you doing? Shady it? McCoy. What am I doing, big guy? Volumes up. Volume and up. Your and your remote down. down. Stay for a while. Now, we got some urgent news because I think... It's bad news for the Baltimore Ravens. In case you have not heard, they fired offensive coordinator. They didn't fire him. Greg Roman, offensive coordinator for the Ravens, they parted ways. Now, if you can read between the lines, y'all know what that typically means. Why is this terrible news? Because in my mind, Greg Roman's the greatest thing that's happened to Lamar Jackson and his career. Let's think about what Greg Roman has done for certain players throughout the course of Greg Roman's career. Remember in San Fran when Greg Roman showed up? And Alex Smith was there. Alex Smith was a bust, a 38% winning percentage. Greg Roman shows up, it jumps up to 78. Y'all see the numbers. Completion percentage, higher. Yards per attempt, higher. Passer rating, significantly higher. Alex Smith went to an NFC Championship game with Greg Roman. But then Alex Smith got hurt. He had to slide to the left. Enter in Colin Kaepernick. Y'all know about Colin Kaepernick with Greg Roman. Colin Kaepernick, a 64% winning percentage. Without him, 15%. Y'all realize Colin Kaepernick was 3-16 as a starter without Greg Roman? With Greg Roman, Colin Kaepernick, completion percentage higher, yard per attempt higher, passer rating higher. Now let's talk about the man, Lamar Jackson. Greg Roman helped him become a unanimous MVP. Lamar Jackson's a beast on his own, but Greg Roman helped him become a unanimous MVP. That's the number you need to pay attention to. Nearly a 74% winning percentage. Second, second to only Patrick Mahomes now. If you want to argue that Greg Roman's offense keeps wide receivers from going there, I get it. In the history of Greg Roman offenses, Anquan Bolden in San Francisco, 33 years old. Randy Moss in San Francisco, 35 years old. Des Bryant hadn't played for two years, goes to Baltimore, 32 years old. Deshaun Jackson this year, 35 years old. I understand that argument. But any argument outside of the need of receivers, that argument's futile to me. I got to head to the desk. LaShawn McCoy, you played under Greg Roman for the Buffalo Bills. You were an all-pro under Greg Roman. So surely there will be no slander coming from you. Surely ah. there will be none coming from you. But is Greg Roman's departure good or bad for Lamar Jackson? I actually think it's a good thing. And, and Greg Roman, excellent coach. He's even a better person, better man. He, it's, and it's hard to have this conversation, but I got to do, 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 do my job. <laughs> Greg Roman is an excellent coach, right? He's one of the coaches that simplifies the offense. He loves having them big linemen. He still believes in having them big yep. fullbacks slash tight ends, as you see, yep. that they have that with, with the Ravens. But we look at Lamar Jackson as a running quarterback because of the offense. Now, think about this for a second. We all know he's athletic and he can run, right? But I want to see him in an office where he's throwing the ball down the field. I play with Greg Roman. As a running back, you love it. We're going to run the ball a lot, get a lot of misdirection, a lot of pull blocks, et cetera. But, but there's nothing down the field to keep them guys back, right? It's, you're always going to have a, a full-loaded box to, to run against. That's hard to do. With the 49ers, Frank Gore's one of my best friends. We always talk about this. He loves Greg Roman. But they couldn't really throw the ball. What receiver wants to play for offense like that? We always talk about getting a little more help. In the Ravens' case, they might draft some guys, but the help they're really getting is linemen. That's fullbacks. They need some guys to stretch the field. You can't stretch the field in this offense. You brought up Kaepernick. Mm -hmm. You brought up Alex Smith. And that offense, they had Frank Gore, had a beast offensive line. True. A, a decade type of defense. I don't know if you remember, but they were averaging like yeah, 10 points a game. Barb Bowman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, of course, you know. Of course. But you see what I'm saying? So, like, it's easy to win them type of games on the defense. Look, you give up 14 points or 10 points. If you hold them to that, we're going to win the game. It's any defense. It's any team. I think with, when you look at all the quarterbacks that you named, Alex Smith, 
Kaepernick, even Lamar, they, they don't have no big wide receivers. Think of any, there's no, there's no Pro Bowl receivers. Mm-hmm. Sammy Watkins was there. He was good. We didn't really throw the ball. Couldn't get nobody to come to Buffalo. We were running the ball. The, the Ravens. What wide receiver wants to come to the Ravens in that type of offense? Players want to play with Lamar. Lamar can throw the ball deep, but the offense holds them back. I think that if they get a, a coordinator that stretches the field, let Lamar run when he wants to run, some RPOs, I think they, they, they go to the big dance. Dora, where do you stand? Is Roman's departure good or bad for Lamar Jackson? Well, obviously, it's too soon to tell if it's going to be good or bad, but we're going to, you know, react to it. I think if you look at the way that the offense has trended every year since he has been there, they've decreased points per game every season since Lamar's first year. It went from 33 points a game to this year 20.6 points per game. That's a lot of points. That's a big drop-off. And to Shady's point, you can win that way running the ball. You can win that way bludgeoning everyone, but if you need a big shot down the field, you're not going to get that. And in those big games, like the, I don't know, playoff games that we keep bringing up with Lamar Jackson where they didn't score a bunch of points, that's when you need those big chunk plays and those big moments, and they don't have that in this offense. I don't know that it's entirely on Greg Roman this year. Obviously, Lamar was hurt at the end of last year, and he was hurt at the end of this year. So, you know, that plays a role in how your offense looks and how the team looks and how the season's going to end. But at the end of the day, everything Shady just said is true. This is not an offense that we are afraid of, particularly if Lamar Jackson's not on the field. Yeah, I think – I mean, I don't think you have to slander Greg Roman for this to be true. Uh, You went through all of his credentials. He's clearly a very accomplished coach. He's a very good NFL coordinator – But the facts are what they are. Like, the Ravens have trended in the wrong direction every year since Lamar won that MVP. Even when Lamar was healthy this year, they were 11th overall. They were 8th in scoring. Like, those aren't terrible numbers, but you would like to think it could be better, right? And then, obviously, it fell off a cliff without Lamar Jackson. Again, is that all Greg Roman's fault? No. And sometimes guys have to be scapegoats. I think there's a little bit of that going on. But I do also think it's fair to say, like, over the course of three, four, five, or more years, I mean, Greg Roman's been there for a while now, I think it's, it's good to just bring in new ideas and a new approach. Lamar Jackson, he's not old by any means. What, he's 26? But he's a much older player than the guy that won the MVP. Injuries have become a concern. I do think, like, you have to change this offense in order to protect your best asset, which is Lamar Jackson. So, yes, I think, I think this can be very good for Lamar Jackson. But I do think he damn sure better be involved, which is what the Ravens brass said today. He better be involved in picking that guy, and you better be very collaborative and think long and hard about it if it is going to improve. Because in Greg Roman's defense, they were a very good offense at times during his time. I don't know that Greg Roman needs a defense. Greg Roman just needs somebody to speak facts. Lamar Jackson lost four games this year. In all four that he lost, the Ravens were up by two scores. They were eight and four this year. Lamar Jackson was 5-2 and two last year. Scored some points hurt. in those games, too. Scored all the points. Yep. Lamar Jackson was 5-2 and two last year. Through the weeks that Lamar Jackson was playing, he had more yards than 10 offenses in totality. Greg Roman being talented is not something that was distant. I'm also thinking about it like this, 2-5. Okay. Nobody – well, not nobody. Greg Roman didn't tell Lamar Jackson to throw a pick six to Taron Johnson against the Buffalo Bills in the playoffs. Uh, yeah. Greg Roman didn't tell Tyler Huntley to stretch the ball out from three yards away from the end zone. Yeah. Like, Greg Roman had the Ravens offense have 100 more yards than the Bengals offense. And you've said, and I agree with, the Bengals offense has the best skill positions in all of football. So Greg Roman took a Tyler Huntley, 
took J.K. Dobbins, took Isaiah Likely, took Mark Andrews and said, you know what? We're going to have 100 more yards than the most talented offensive skill position group in football. I just don't get how anybody can look at Greg Roman and say, man, it's on Greg. Well, I just think that like, even like right now in the playoffs, like, you, you got to have your guys, right? Like, like, okay, so the Bengals. You brought the Bengals yep. up. Look at that offensive uh, uh, supporting cast that Joe Burrow has. Nobody's going to come to the Ravens and be the supporting cast for Lamar Jackson in this offense. Let me ask you this, because you bring up a phenomenal point. Dave, check me on this, because you more than likely will know. Jamar Chase was drafted to Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. yes. Joe Mixon was drafted to Cincinnati. Also, yes. T. Higgins was drafted to Cincinnati. I think somebody was drafted to Cincinnati. Okay, all okay. of them. Let's go to the Bills. They play the Bills this weekend? Yep. Okay, is that a better one? Yes. Okay, so Stephon Diggs. Yep. They, they go get him. We need a, a big-time playmaker, right? The Dolphins. Mm -hmm. Tool is up and down all last year. He get Tyreek Hill. It's like, whoa, he's arrived. You need players to compete. You need players to be a, a good team, a good offense. Nobody wants to play that offense. You, you know how this thing works. Why would I come to a team where we're not throwing the ball? Okay, let me answer that question if it's not required. Real, real, real quick, like, like we, uh, we have, unless you're the Niners, in which they have that type of defense, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I do think that Kyle Sham is a better OC. This, this, he's more creative, okay? Like, no wide receiver wants to play in an office like that where you got, like, three, you're playing with three tight ends and a fullback, and then you're throwing the ball to him. That's the only offense in football right now that has two tight ends on the field on first and ten, second and, second and six. They run a route. They run a post. Like, come on. Lamar Ravens, doesn't want to throw to that. The Ravens ran a crossing route with their 300 But come on. I, I, have like, thought, I have a thought that I think. Patrick Mahomes be I have a thought that I think all of y'all are equally educated to answer. Okay. Shady, you know it best. Joy, you know it from experience. Dave, you know it from covering. I think money's the trump card. Tyreek Hill left a generational quarterback, a quarterback that won him a Super Bowl, a generational offensive mind. Okay. To go to a quarterback in Tortunga Vailoa who has been consistently hurt, Mm -hmm. who asked questions around his arm strength, and a first-year head coach. Why'd Tyreek Hill do that? For the bag. Go ahead. Wrong. Oh. Ooh. Drew Rosenhaus is my agent. Mm -hmm. Tyreek Hill's agent is Drew Rosenhaus. Mm -hmm. So I, I say, what happened with the, the deal, et cetera, et cetera? Andy Reid, this is why he's such a great coach. He gave him an option. You want to go to New York and play there, or you want to Miami? But he didn't have to leave. Hold up, hold up, hold on. What you mean? He, didn't have, what you mean? he didn't have to leave. He was under contract in KC. He wanted more. No, 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 no. He wanted more. He wanted more what? He wanted more he money. Wanted more money. Like, my point exactly. No, 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 no. My point exactly. First of all, I was the point not, he was trying. No, no, to no, make. no, no, no. But he, but he said going to Tua. What I'm saying is he chose Tua because Tua was decent. The first thing he said was how Tua was decent, an accurate generational. Okay, first of all. We're yeah, not but play. it's not. But he's not going to leave his money on the table either. Yeah, but, 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 but money is not driving factor for everything. Baltimore is not trying to pay that's Lamar. That's not the same. That's not the same. Why? Why would they be paying a wide receiver? They're not trying to pay so, their quarterback. That's my point. I'm saying to me, it's not a matter of people don't want to go to that offense. The trump card is money. Demarco Murray, when mm. you left, came to Philly, and you know Philly isn't on Demarco Murray offense. He came for the bag. That we I, had the same what, agent at what, the time. What, 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 I, what I'm saying is, when I said the money part, it wasn't about that because he's one of his value. Like, you can't tell me Patrick Holmes is making his value money he, he deserves. Travis Kelsey's making his value money he deserves. And I can't. So that's not even the money part. This is like what I deserve, mm -hmm. right? So then when they gave Andy gave him the option, do you want to go to the Jets or do you want to Miami? They both were losing teams. Mm -hmm. I want to go to a quarterback that I, think I, can, I can still put numbers up and win. That's what he did. Look at his numbers. Look at the wins, the playoffs, right? 
And he was top five in passing. You set a record Come for on, the talk, talk to me. You set a record for the <laughs> Joy, slow me down if I'm going too fast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, Joy, do you think that this is going to help Lamar Jackson in the contract negotiations? Do you think it's going to hurt? Where do you think this is actually? Because that's really what's all important here is making Lamar Jackson right. ha- happy. How do you think Greg Roman and the departure now might influence or might not at all influence? I don't think it influences that in any way because this is obviously an organizational decision. I don't think Lamar is making a call like this, particularly when he doesn't even have a long-term deal. So I, part of it is a little scapegoat type of situation. You're not going to get rid of Harbaugh. Something has to change. This was an unsuccessful season. But I, I think when I step back and look at macro what's going on with the Ravens, I just have more questions than I have answers. I think, once again, we're getting too caught up in the fact that it's the Ravens brands. They're not really doing anything right now. It's a lot of, oh, we the defense, they're running the ball. Y'all lost in the first rounds. You're home. Lamar is not there. He's not under contract. You're firing your offensive coordinator. You don't really have high-level skill positions. The Ravens are branding bigger than they are playing right now. Mm. And I don't care how that game went against the Bengals. Bengals won. They won the game. They are moving on to the next round. The Bengals were in the Super Bowl last year. You're playing catch-up to them in your own division. And the rest of them are coming. Deshaun Watson's going to have a whole offseason with the Browns. Kenny Pickett's going to be better next year with Mike Tomlin. I don't know what the Ravens are doing, that's point. and that's more of the question that I but have. That, that's we my... are getting better. Who is? Oh, everybody oh, else? Yeah. I just don't know losing Greg Roman if that makes you better. I just – that's where well, I'm Well, they're so not good on. enough now. Wait and see who they have. So, with Lamar, they are. When Lamar's healthy, he has the second-highest winning percentage in football. So, I don't but know that you're not trying not to enough. win regular season games. Then you got to tell You Lamar, always bring up the playoff games. That's, that's the ones that matter. But then you got to tell Lamar, don't throw a pick six to the Buffalo Bills and tell Tyler Huntley don't reach the ball. Tyler Huntley is not the and, factor here. Tyler Huntley is a backup quarterback. He, it doesn't matter what Tyler Huntley does. It, the, the expectations like that should not be on Tyler Huntley. Take a side with the – 49ers are doing, which is an outlier situation. Big that time. is not the norm. Right. Okay, And we don't even know how successful that's going to be. I think they're going to con- continue on. I think they'll win this weekend. But if they don't, is anyone going to be surprised? No. They have a seventh-round rookie playing quarterback. Tyler Huntley should not have to carry the, the, the Ravens through the postseason. That's just not reasonable. Correct, but Lamar's not there. I guess the, the ethos of my argument or the ethos of my stance is Greg Roman with Lamar Jackson is the best combination at, co- at coordinator and quarterback outside of Patrick Mahomes. Like, the numbers literally yeah. Say but but, but the, the, I feel like they reached their ceiling, right? And that I, think I, I, that and I Lamar can throw the ball. We haven't really seen a lot of it there. because they don't do that. And like part of the reason quick, why Lamar might be injured is because they're having to rely on him so much. Because when I had Greg Roman in Buffalo, we had a, a um, an offensive um, pass coordinator. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that. I guess I came from Andy Reid, et cetera, even Chip Kelly. But, like, he did all the runs and all that, the exotic runs and et cetera. But we had a passing coordinator. You call, you call him the passes? Lamar Jackson, he's an MVP. He needs, he needs the full dose. He needs running the pass. He needs coach to call it up, dice it up. Give him that opportunity. We will see how it plans out. But for the Cowboys, all eyes are on them. They had a phenomenal first-round win. But now the real pressure is on Dak Prescott. Ooh. Can he beat the 49ers, the number one defense in football? More pressure on Dak or the defense? Next. Can he do with Dave Hellman? Possible. Jerry Dave Hellman. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Go to your happy price, price line. All eyes on the Cowboys and Niners. This is going to be the game of the weekend. Two historical brands playing a historical matchup. Dak Prescott coming off the best performance of his career. Five total touchdowns. Well, the Dallas Morning News wrote that Dak Prescott is more important than the Cowboys defense because if Dak plays at an elite level against the 49ers defense, he can put pressure on Brock Purdy to match him point for point. I love the Dallas Morning News. I know a lot of those writers there. I grew up reading the Dallas Morning News as a re- yeah, resident of Dallas. Support local journalism. Sorry. I don't support the piece. I totally agree. <laughs> I totally disagree. More important than Dak Prescott to this game is that Cowboys defense. If you want to beat the San Francisco 49ers, you are going to beat them 20 to 17. You're going to beat them 17 to 14. You're going to beat them 21 to 17. You ain't going to beat them 38 to 35. Let me tell you how I know this. They're not allowing 38 points. So if you're going to beat the 49ers, you better beat them playing a low-scoring game. You're not going to go out there and put up all these points against the Niners like you cute. That's just not going to happen against Amico Ryan, Fred Warner, Nick Bosa. I could go on and on and on. Dak Prescott has to play a clean game. But Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs, they have to totally and absolutely ball out. It's about the Cowboys' defense to me, Joy Taylor, but where do you stand? I think it's Dak Prescott. Ooh. Mm. I don't think the Dallas Cowboys defense has to ball out. I think they have to play well, well enough. Make, put some pressure on the, on the rookie quarterback. Stop a couple big runs. Limit Christian McCaffrey as much as you can. If Dak Prescott turns the ball over multiple times, Uh-oh. they're not winning this game. True. Now, he had a perfect game, perfect. a great game, perfect. game of his life last week. This defense is different. Mm-hmm. Now, I think he's capable because we've seen him have big games before. He is capable. Whether he's going to deliver or not is the the question. I don't think this is about the Dallas Cowboys defense because they've actually been consistent. So I expect the Dallas Cowboys defense to play well to good to great because we've seen that from them all season. What we haven't seen is Dak be consistent all season. So I think it's way more important that Dak has a big game. I think that he, they, they are collectively are not going to be able to recover from a multiple turnover game against this team. So he's, he's got to play more than a clean game. He's got to play the game he played last week for them to win. I really do love the way that we can all look at the same set of data Turn and arrive at completely conclusions. different conclusions. I agree. Because I'm in the, I'm, I, I agree with everything you just said, except that's why I think it's on the defense. Honestly, I think it's on the Dallas defense. Acho, I agree with you. It's, it's unrealistic for me to think that the winner of this game has 17 points. I mean, anything is possible, but that seems very unlikely. The thing is, the Niners have been doubling that when Brock Purdy's their quarterback. I believe Seattle in the, Seattle in the regular season is the only team to hold them below 30 since Brock Purdy took over. Their average, get that smile off your face. Disgusting. <laughs> you would think you played for the Niners. Yeah, out of here. They had, like, they're averaging 35 points a game. By the way, the best scoring offense in the league, Kansas City's 29. So, like, there's not an offense in the league that you can realistically expect to keep up with the point totals we've been seeing. They've been cracking, they cracked 40 in the playoffs, 35 against Tampa, 33 against Miami. I can't even remember. 38 against Arizona. Like, it's disgusting. That's not going to fly. Like, if the defense is allowing that kind of point total, I don't know how many quarterbacks can reliably keep up with the 49ers, even if Dak Prescott plays a great game. So, what are you saying? That defense, where you at? I'm saying the defense needs to play a good enough game to hold the Niners in the 20s, get a takeaway, make Brock Purdy uncomfortable, sack him three or four times. Because here's the funny thing. I know he turns the ball over. I trust Dak to get his. He's been doing it since he came back. Since Dak came back, the Cowboys have been one of the best scoring offenses in the NFL. They put 40 on the Eagles. They just scored 31 in Tampa the other night. 
They've reliably scored 28-plus points in every game since Dak came back, with the exception of that very ugly loss in Washington to end the regular season. So the body of work says Dak gets risky with the ball, but the Cowboys score points. I trust the Cowboys to score 24 to 30 points. I don't know about slowing down this Niners juggernaut. I think that's the crux of the game. here's fascinating, Shady, before I get you in here. I trust the Cowboys against normal opponents to score 39 to 40 points. Niners aren't giving up. They points. did it against the Eagles. They did it against the healthy Eagles defense. Yeah. And they're, they're top, they're they're top offense. Okay. We're doing this now? He wasn't. Okay, so the, all the pass I'm rushers just, were there. Slay I'm, was wait, there. They're, Bradbury they're top, was they're there. They're top offense, right? Since Dax came back. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, yeah they're, they're, they are top. Are they number one in offense? I, I, don't, might, I don't know the Cowboys. I don't, they're, like, they're, in the, they're in the top five since yeah. Dak came back. So why, why you don't believe that? Top five offense. Got Dak playing great. Since he's came back, they have the number one offense. Where's your Hold on. They're averaging how many points? A lot of points a game. A lot of points. Over 30, right? I mean, so why, why you don't believe that? Uh, the, the 49ers defense is different than the Cowboys have seen. We, so you like numbers. The you numbers say numbers. since Dak has been back. Correct. To put up 30-plus points. Correct. They're the top five offense. Correct. Why do I feel a big butt coming no, here? No, I'm, I'm, I'm this. It's a disconnect, and I'm trying to find there it. There like, is. Where is it I at? Because just think a good the Niners defense, really, really that defense, different. Yes. And a, and a really, really good offense since Dak came, came back. Acho Why thinks the Niners are that different. I think the Niners, yeah, I think the Niners are different. I think, I think Dak Prescott played his best game. I think he's capable of doing it, but not against the 49ers. I'll for say several this. reasons. Please do. It's funny how they love to give Dak Prescott a pass. Instead of saying what it is. What is it? The pressure's on him. He got to play good. He hasn't been, he, he hasn't. Can we, who's giving Dak Prescott a pass? They always do. You know the pressure's on Dak Prescott. You got to play good. You, 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 can't, you can't have five touchdowns a career night. Against the, against, against a playoff Bucks team on the road, and then we come back the next week against a really good opponent, and now the person's not on him? No, it don't work like that. You ball out like that, we got to see that again. Because if we're being consistent, mm-hmm. consistently we haven't been seeing that type of performance. That, that's where I so disagree. So the pressure – you disagree? Yes. I'm actually with Dave. He's turned the ball over, He's, but the numbers but the have numbers, been but, there. But, but, but see, that matters, though. It's like we get away oh. from the turnovers. You can have all these turnovers, but still have a good game. I don't believe I it. hate making Joy upset, and I'm doing it right I just now. don't – it's like everything that I've known about football my whole life is a lie. Jason just lies It's a know. weird Die. season. <laughs> lie to me. Guys, it is, it's weird when you lead the league in picks and you, what, win 13 games while you're doing it? Like, it is weird. I don't get it either. But the stats say, for the most part, Dak having a problem with turnovers haven't gotten – it hasn't I've gotten in him. the Cowboys' way. But it's not even just Dak with the turnovers, who, like, he has had a lot of turnovers. But the yes, whole offense, like, situationally has always been the Cowboys' problem. Would you agree? Because the Cowboys get in their own way. They always have the talent. That does Something happen. always happens. It's always situationally. It's what happens when ended the, the playoff game last year. And everyone was losing their minds. What'd they do? Quarterback drop in the middle of the field, no timeouts. <laughs> you remember. <laughs> it's on Dak. If he does that in this game, you, you really believe they have a chance to overcome that, to do this weird stuff that's, that Dave's talking about all season long? I guess realistically, because I know Dak Prescott isn't going to ball, just because of the Niners' defense, <laughs> because I know that, like, because I know he's not going to ball, I'm like, who has a better chance of balling? Dak Prescott or Micah Parsons? Shady, where are you going, man? I'll be back. <laughs> All right, we got to go to break. Coming up, the Jags are on to the next round, but they have a big obstacle in Kansas City. Can they pull off the upset? And hopefully Shady will. <laughs> He'll be back. He'll be back. There he is. That's next. <laughs> you know he's not going to ball? What? No, he's not. I know he's What is that a great book? I can't do this. I can't do it. 
The matchup that you got to watch this weekend is Trevor Lawrence and only a second playoff game ever against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Now get this, the last eight weeks of football, Trevor Lawrence, Patrick Mahomes, identical touchdown-interception ratio, 16 touchdowns, six picks. What does that mean to me? I'm giving the Jags a chance to pull off a surprise upset. Now, Patrick Mahomes is going to win MVP, and he absolutely should. He's been doing it without Tyree Kill. But let's remember, regular season and playoffs are different. That, to me, is really why I'm giving the Jags a chance. Because come the playoffs, you need players to make plays. Patrick Mahomes is a beast, but he might need some help. Think about the Super Bowl Patrick Mahomes won. Without Tyree Kill making this play that you remember, Patrick Mahomes doesn't win that Super Bowl. I believe at the time only Patrick Mahomes, DeAndre Hopkins, and Julio Jones could have made that play. But we don't have to go to the Super Bowl. Let's just go last year. Buffalo Bills, they're down 29 to 26. Tyree Kill takes a crossing route against the best defense in football. That's an all-pro. That's an all-pro. It doesn't matter because Tyree Kill is a gamer. 83 yards in the last 90 seconds to help the Chiefs win that ball game. So Patrick Mahomes is going to win MVP, a regular season MVP. The question now is can he do it without that superstar player? Because if he cannot, on the other side, Trevor Lawrence, Doug Peterson, they got some 40s Chiefs. Shady, you played for Andy Reid, the head coach of the Chiefs. I believe Doug Peterson was on staff while you yeah, were on he was the there. Team, yeah. If I'm not mistaken. I know Dougie. So you know both these coaches incredibly well. Yeah. Would you be surprised if the Jags upset the Chiefs? What, what is that, um, the karate kid? Mr. Milwaukee and the. Um, wax on, wax off? Yeah. yeah, wax on, wax off. So, like, the, the, the kid, he could never overthrow the, the, the leader, the uh-huh, uh-huh. teacher. Student couldn't surpass the teacher? Yeah. That thing, hear that. <laughs> I just feel like Andy Reid, man, he is so intelligent. He's so smart. Like, all the coaches in his, in his coaching tree, they, all, they really all do well. Yeah, right? very true. And I, I think Doug is a smart coach. You see he went to Philadelphia, got a championship. Yep. See the great things he did with, with the Jacksonville, yep. Trevor Lawrence. I got to go with Andy Reid. I just he's, he's, he's ready for this. I think he's ready for this, for this moment where the Jags, everything's a surprise. Like, mm-hmm. man, we, we beat the Chargers we down 20, 27-0? Oh, wow. They're getting better, better, getting more, more momentum. I think um, a year or two, we can see the Jags really making some noise. But it's still the Chiefs. They're still the king of the, of the kingdom. You said something very interesting before the show. Oh, let me tell you right now before you. Don't, don't take my juice. Don't oh, take my. throw you a ooh, bro. You don't remember the oh, okay, okay. D-Way when you did all, that whole thing oh, and that the whole photo. thing? Oh, yeah. like, you remember, like, I was just. I, Joy said, don't let nobody take your thunder. I was just like, old jump, you, He was okay, trying okay. to be way back here. Let's rewind it. Now, I remember in the pre-show meeting before the show, you said something incredibly poignant about Andy Reid coming off of bye weeks. What was that? I was getting to that, but thank you. Um, Andy Reid off the bye week. I took a guess because I just know him and I know the the success. He's like 87% wins after bye weeks. And this is the reason why. Yep. Most coaches don't do this, but on a bye week, he gives us the whole week off. Playoffs, regular season, don't matter. Whole week off, get the family, get some rest. We come back. He's drawn up so many crazy plays. So, you know, like, where did he get this from? He's prepared. On a bye week where we were chilling, relaxed, he was drawing plays up, watching tape, watching tape. So you'll see this week, or I'm sorry, this weekend, you'll see plays that you haven't seen all year. Was there one play in particular, whether it be Philly or KC with Andy Reid, where y'all had a bye week maybe during the regular season or during your Super Bowl run, where he came back and you had a flea flicker, maybe a reverse pass? Was there any play in particular that you remember if not, um, I got one for you. Ja- Jaguars, um, my first, this is my first game. So that's kind of like a bye week. Yeah, Tom. Um, and we played Jacksonville in Jacksonville. And uh, Sammy Watkins, an easy touchdown. He drew it up where um, 
I was on the outside, right? I was in the game, actually. Outside I was on the outside. Yep. Send me motion in. And he sent, like, all the receivers. I, I forget how the play was designed. But anyway, Sammy had an easy drag, no untouched touchdown, 40 yards, boom. We probably could look it up. It was crazy. Crazy. I will find that footage. Uh, Joy, where do you stand? Would you be surprised if the Jags pulled off the upset of versus Chiefs? I don't like the word surprise because I don't think anyone is at this point in the postseason by accident. Yeah. So this, this, is, this is the NFL at the highest level. It's Same thing happened. Divisional right. round. They're there for a reason. Surprised is, is a bit much. But the Chiefs, I believe, are going to win this game. The start of this segment, I don't have the best, like, tummy, you know. I'm, I'm getting a little old. Oh, stop you know, it. Like, I can't have all the spicy stop stuff. It. You know, I got like, oh, it's only so much caffeine. Sure. That kind of, I was like, <laughs> feels a lot like us bordering on Patrick Mahomes' slander. <laughs> I think they're going to be fine without Tyreek Hill. In this game, at least. Hmm. In this game, at least. Now, you, you might end up, when we get further down, this, yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens in the big moments. But I, I think they'll be all right against Jacksonville. And that's not slander to Jacksonville because I think this is going to be a competitive game. And, and I like everything that Jacksonville is doing. And Trevor Lawrence has, has emerged. But, look, uh, we weren't all that surprised that the Chargers tricked it off, right? No, uh, I we was. Like, we weren't like. 27 points. We I were like, oh, whoa, yeah, like, this points. could never it's happen. It's the Charger now. It's the Chargers. Yeah. So the, the Chiefs are still the big dogs. They're the ones that have been there. Andy Reid is still, still the teacher. And, and, and at this point, also, I think it comes down to talent. Mm-hmm. And even though they don't have Tyreek Hill, they've got the league MVP in Patrick Mahomes, who's, who's made everyone there better and always does. So I, 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 I don't like the word surprise, though. Patrick Mahomes is, to, to go off of what Joy just said, Patrick Mahomes is 8-3 in the postseason. Those three losses, a Super Bowl and a pair of conference championship games. Like, he's quite literally never lost at this stage of the playoffs. I'm not going to bet against him. I do think the Jags deserve the respect of, of how hot they've been down the second half of the season, how well Trevor Lawrence has played. Even, you know, to come back after everything that happened in the first half of the Charger game is incredible. And they, they have a defense that I think could take advantage of this. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at, Dave. Mike Caldwell, the D.C. of the Jags, he was on the Buccaneers staff yep. that beat yep. them. And Philly, yep. He was there, Andy. I can hear Chiefs fans screaming. <laughs> about how decimated their offensive line was in the Super Bowl. That's not going to be the case this weekend. But the Jags have Josh Allen. He's been on a tear. Single-handedly got them into the playoffs. Yep. Like, Josh Allen won them the Tennessee game to get him here in the first place. That is true. They yeah. got Trevon Walker. Like, they got talent on the defensive side of the ball. So, that's, I don't think this is going to be a walk in the park. I, I can't go against Mahomes at this stage. Of course. Though. But that's where I'm at, Joy, is like, styles make fights. Yeah. Styles make fights. And for those saying, well, the Chiefs beat the brakes off of them earlier – the Jags beat the brakes off the Chargers early in the season, and you saw how that game looked at halftime. I think the style of the Jags' elite pass rush, the style of the Chiefs having to figure out who's going to go get it. Travis Kelsey hasn't scored a touchdown since Thanksgiving. And Travis Kelsey's the best touch tight end receiving-wise we've ever seen. But if you only got one guy, you can take one guy out the game. But they, so, they don't have one guy. They got a lot they of guys. They got, oh, okay, if you only they have one dude. The guy. And I'm not, I'm not, like, putting Travis Kelsey down in any way. But, like, they have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Also, I, I don't like doing the tale of two halves. Like, oh, like, oh they were beating them down. How, how did the game end? Like, however many up points they were up by, they still lost. So, congrats on an awesome halftime lead that you blew in the Chargers. You're not going to be able to get behind on the Chiefs no, like heck that. No, no. So, so, Ooh, but – 
Bengals, Bengals were up. Chiefs yeah, yeah, last yeah. year down twenty four zero at halftime. Right? And, they were yes, up by that, a good bit. These are these are different teams. Of course, like, but I'm I, just saying. There, there's there, and again, like I don't want to disrespect the Jacksonville because again, but it's not an accident that they're here. But there there is still levels to this. I think that Jacksonville is to Shady's point a year or two away from being. Yeah. Being what we're expecting this weekend with Bengals and, and the Bills. The Bengals pulled that off, and it was amazing. But I don't think you want to bank on being no, able to do no, that. He won't play that bad again ever. That's a great yes. point. Yeah. Great point. Here's my thought, though, 2-5. It's like, don't you also feel like Trevor Lawrence got that terrible game out of system? Like, Trevor Lawrence had four picks in the first half. Asante Samuel got three of them. You already know that was Trevor Lawrence's first playoff game. So I don't know that I see Trevor Lawrence playing that bad again. I think the bad game for Trevor Lawrence is out the way. Now I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be in his bag. So speak on that first, and then, and then I got one more for you. If, if he would, what are you asking? Yeah, me? will he play that bad, or you yeah, think Trevor yeah. Lawrence will hit the ground running? Where are you um, I'm actually happy it happened, right? Because I think that Trevor Lawrence will be in the playoffs. The, years to come. Yeah, years That's to come, right? So get that out your system, because the playoffs, is, it is different. Especially a rookie, it is different. And, and, I, and I say the same thing about Brock Birdie. Yep. Brock Purdy, yep. Yeah, Brock Purdy, when he comes to, to eventually, he's going to be a rookie, mm-hmm. right? He's going on the road. So all them things uh, matter. But I like Trevor Lawrence, but I, even him, I think he's a year or two from who he's going to be. If you really watch their offense and really dissect it, they run the ball extremely well, and then they play off the run. When, you, when they stop the run, the Chargers, when they stop the run, they made Trevor Lawrence throw the ball. And Trevor wants to throw the ball quick. That's mm-hmm. Doug's thing. Like, get it out. Get the ball out quick. That's why he had on picks. The Chargers, they set on every route. Asante Sam Jr. was sitting on all the routes. Yep. When they had to start throwing the ball to get to come back, they start going downfield. Zay Jones and et cetera. So I, I do like Trevor Lawrence. They have a shot, but we'll see. Let I mean, me ask you this. You won two Super Bowls. The viewers may not be familiar. Your first Super Bowl was with the Chiefs. You played with three future Hall of Famers. Your second Super Bowl was with the Bucks. You played with three future Hall of Famers. In my mind, based on studying the game and going to the playoffs once on the squad, you need players in playoffs to win games. No, Saquon Barkley is why the Giants won that game. Not yep. just statistically, but his, his, his everything involved. Um, Josh Allen, ultimately the Dolphins didn't have Tua Tungavailoa. The Ravens didn't have Lamar Jackson. You need players. Do you think the Chiefs, and you've talked about this all season long, but do you think the Chiefs have enough just bona fide dudes? They do for this game, for yeah. sure. I, I think Not they have like enough the for this game. Yep. But I think going forward, when you play an elite on elite, Coaches can get you in the right situations, but the players are going to win them games, right? Sometimes your main guy might not play well. That happens all the time. But it's another guy, right, that's elite. That's, I'm going to hold you down. It always happens, I feel like, on this type of, of, of playoff football. So, yeah, I do agree with you. I think this game, they can get, they can get past them. It'll be a tough game, but they should win. But going forward against the, against, against the Bengals or, or, or against the Bills, like, you don't need your star players to make plays. You don't need Stephon Diggs to make them plays mm-hmm. late in the game. You don't need – uh, uh, um, Tyler Boyd or, or um, Jamar, Jamar Chase, Chase to go out there and so they do have you know uh, uh, Travis Kelsey. The only thing about that is like you could take him out. Yeah. Defense can take whoever they want to take out the game. Take one. It's hard to take can't him. Take two. Take. Yeah, you can't take two. Oh, so you can pick one. And I, I'm going to take this opportunity. I know he doesn't play on that side of the ball, but like Chris Jones still plays in KC. Yeah, no, like the, the, the Chiefs do not have a slouch roster. Yeah, like they are a really good team. And they have the MVP. I just I'm making sure if, we're not saying it's Patrick Mahomes and a bunch of scrubs because that's not the case. If the Jags were to win, what would be the reason why? Uh, they get to Patrick Mahomes like, repeatedly hitting and run him, the ball, 
hitting him, sacking him, and not making mistakes. I mean, I, I do think you can throw the Chiefs out of their rhythm. I mean, it's easy to fall in love with the idea that they can't be held below 30, but the Colts famously held them to 17. When they lost to the Bills, they only scored 20. Yeah. I mean, yeah, 23, I believe. Oh, 20. Uh, no, 20. Right. And 20, then yeah. I, I think they scored 24 against it's Cincinnati. Turnovers too. A good defense that's on the screws can hold them down. It's just very hard to do. Very, very hard to do. Well, speaking of those Bengals that held the Chiefs down, they got a game this coming weekend that you got to be watching. It's against the Buffalo Bills. But you will be shocked when you hear what the Bills are favored by. Should the Bengals be underdogs? That's next on Speed. Joey. I do love Joey's game, though. The Bengals, big matchup against the Bills. Joe Burrow, he has some thoughts to get off his chest. He says, I've never feel like an underdog. Now, why in the world is he saying that? Because they're currently dogs by five and a half points, I believe, the last time I checked. Joy, talk to me about this matchup. Bengals, Bills, we saw uh, a quarter of it, not even, due to the tragedy of DeMar Hamlin. It's now time for a rematch. Whole world's going to be watching. It's a big game. Should the Bengals be an underdog versus the Bills? Not like this. Yeah. A, little, <laughs> a, little a little aggressive, a little bit much. Now, when you look at their offensive numbers, the, the Bills have had better offensive numbers throughout the season, better rankings. So if you're going solely off of offense, they have a little bit of a higher production. But this is the Bengals. Bengals are not afraid to go on the road and win a game. Mm-hmm. Just Talk like Joe it. said, they don't feel like underdogs. They beat, they've never lost to the Chiefs. Ever. Mm-hmm. Who we've just already advanced to the next round. <laughs> so they're not afraid. I, I, now, I know that when it comes to lines, we're not really getting into the intangibles of how you know, tough and what a winner Joe Burrow is and all right. that. But this does feel a little bit extreme. I mean, it, Josh Allen and Joe Burrow – are much closer than people think in, yeah, in numbers and production, particularly mm-hmm. this year, even with the offenses being a little more on the higher end for the Buffalo Bills. They've got lots of talents in Cincinnati. So I think this will be what we expect it to be, slash I'm hoping, that it's, you know, <laughs> it's a shootout, that it's, it's, it's what we're billing it as, which is great, yeah. a clash between two of the youngest, most talented players at the quarterback position with two great teams, well-coached teams, a team we just saw at the Super Bowl, and this is the top of the AFC. But to be five-and-a-half-point underdogs is, does feel a little bit extreme. Yeah, that's, that's wild to me. Like, when I heard about it, I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, of course they're one- or two-point underdogs in Buffalo. Five-and-a-half? <laughs> Even knowing what we know about how lines work? Like, five-and-a-half is a lot to me. And that's, that's a line from before the season to me. Mm-hmm. Like, when Buffalo was the favorite to get to the Super Bowl, to win the Super Bowl, and the Bengals still had a lot to prove about following up a Super Bowl appearance. We've seen them do it. They haven't lost since midseason. Like, they're right up there with everybody else in terms of what they've accomplished. They've beaten the Chiefs just like Buffalo has. They've actually they've beaten more playoff teams down the home stretch of the season than the Bills have. Like, quietly, the Bills' best win since October is Miami. And, and one of those was an, a really nice win. The one in the snow, of course, when Tua was still healthy, was much better than the one we just saw. But the Bengals should have every reason to feel confident. And on, I think it's interesting the way these teams kind of mirror each other. I think you could say the Bengals have more skill talent on offense, but the Bengals' offensive line is a mess right now. They've lost two starters to injury in the last few weeks. The Bills' offensive line isn't anything to get excited about. Josh Allen got sacked seven times the other day. Josh, uh, The Bills lost Von Miller earlier this season, so the big offseason acquisition that makes you excited about their defense is gone as well. The Bengals have lost defenders. Uh, Chidobe Awuzie has been gone for a month or two at this point, so... These are both highly talented teams that are trying to make do with the losses of a season. 
I think it's a lot more even than that. Like, even knowing the Bills that are, are at home, five and a half feels like a lot to me. Like, this feels like a toss-up in every respect, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Bills. Um, I love what, what like Joe – the Bills should be an under – the Bengals – you don't have an issue I, with them being – yeah, uh, the Bengals being an underdog. I'm saying I'm, I'm, I'm going with the Bills as far as being a favorite. I agree with that. Um, it is a close game, right? I mean, it's look, two top teams in the AFC – Two, uh, two good offices, and obviously two great young quarterbacks. But I'm going with Josh Allen. I'm going, I think he's the better quarterback. Um, I think Sean McDermott is, is, is a better coach. And it's in Buffalo, and you're on the road. Yeah, that matters in the playoffs. You're on the road. It's going to be loud in Buffalo. Oof. Does it matter to Joe Burrow, though? Because he hasn't flinched. Last year, he goes to Casey. He goes to Arrowhead. Obviously, you know how loud that is. He doesn't flinch. Goes to the Super Bowl, and truth be told, he really didn't flinch, even though they had Von Miller and Aaron Donald breathing down his neck. I don't know about flinching. I know it's going to be loud, and I know it affects anybody on the road. Right? Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, whoever you want to say it, guys. On the road, it matters. It's going to be loud. You can't communicate the way you want to. Right? Small things like off, or, um, um, offside, or not offsides, but um, false starts. Yep. That happens all the time. Go from second and five to now third and ten, or second and ten. All them small things matter when you're on the road. So I, I think it matters. I, I know mean, he's he's always calm and cool, but it's in Buffalo. You yo. seem like you favor Josh Allen over Joe Burrow. Break that down for me. Why 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 Josh well, I just, Allen over Joe Burrow? I just, you know what? And, and like, I love Joe though, because I love the way he plays. I love his game. He's so smart. I love how he throws wide He was open. I mean, but like, I think Josh is a lot farther along. I think he's more talented. Like if if, if if I did to compare him, I'm taking Josh. Bigger arm, more talented. I don't think you if can the, argue the talent if aspect. The pa- if yeah. the pass, let's just say the pass game's not working today. Okay, cool. I'll run, run the ball. It's not working out. I got it, coach. It's truth. I guess right? when, when, when you think about Josh. Do with him, though. Like, when you think about Josh, don't you realize the fact of, like, he's had four bad games this season. Like, Burroughs had okay. one. First game, week one against the Steelers was a terrible game. He had a bad game week 14 against the Cleveland Browns, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Not yep. terrible, but it was bad. It happens. But Josh Allen's had about four of them things. It happens. Does that not concern you when it's like, yo, 25% of the season has been bad? Now, the other 75%, you go crazy. <laughs> you play a lot of games in the, in, in the league. So, you got some good ones. Hopefully, you have more good ones than bad ones. Brett Favre, one of my favorite quarterbacks. He has some tough games. Pick, 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 pick. Another pick. His guy throws picks every game, and he thinks he's really, really great. It's part of the game. <laughs> I'm going to take Josh Allen with the picks and the bad, and I'm going to get all that good because he has a lot of good. I'll Joe, take that. Uh, Dave, what are you saying? I, I don't know. Why, why do we have to choose between these two guys? Like, they're both incredible. I will say, you brought up Dak. Very quietly, Josh Allen is having a struggle with turnovers. Like, it's a weekly occurrence. Is it quiet? Yes. Because we're not we're not doing weekly I mean, segments about it, so it feels enjoy, you hella quiet. Hey. During that three week period where we were we like, did. "Yo, are we worried about Josh? Are we worried about?" But Josh? that's the difference between having the benefit of the doubt and not having the benefit. Well of the said. Doubt. Yes. That's Elaborate. Yes. Because we know Josh is going to bounce back because we've seen him do that. And yeah. to Shady's point, you can have these really bad games, but overwhelmingly. You're so much better. Yeah. That's what that's what the difference is between uh, bing, arriving bing. or being on that elite level. Is that when you struggle, we know that this isn't actually who you are. And on top of that, again, I mean, Josh Allen arguably is the, just the most freakishly talented quarterback in the league. Football. Yeah, I mean, physically, he's the way he's that very he can move, the way he can run, his arm strength. Like it's hard to 
discount all of that. But the facts of the matter are, and I'm not, I'm really not trying to make this a Dak thing. Dak has is in that so conversation despite missing five games. But Josh Allen, if you include fumbles, he leads the league in turnovers this year. I mean, but he's like, lost six fumbles in addition to what, 14 picks now? If you include the playoffs? Well, before games. That, so to answer your question, I'm qualifying a lot, but like based on the way that they've played, especially down the home stretch, I feel comfortable rolling with Joe over Josh just because of that trust factor that I trust that he's not going to make the mistake. Is that crazy? It's not. It's not crazy, but I, I wouldn't take that. Like that's how good Josh Allen is, though. Truthfully, like, he, he's I, amazing. I, I can be that reckless because he can get reckless. I can throw picks, but I can I can really win these games like that. Same way your boy does. The difference is one guy's way way more talented. You see that? You see that ball to Diggs? That was a zero blitz. Mm-hmm. They threw a bomb. Who throws bombs with zero blitz? But let me ask y'all: Are <laughs> we are we being too gracious to Josh Allen, considering he's, great. he's gone to the AFC Championship game once and no Super Bowls? Like when we we're saying like, yeah, I can I'll get the picks, I'll get the picks because he's that great. But don't you think at some point two five? You're saying that is like he's Patrick Mahomes. Like he's been to a couple well, Super Bowls. Well, like you mentioned Brett Favre, obviously, okay. on the field. Yeah. Brett Favre went to two Super Bowls and NFL MVP. So, sure, have all the picks in the world. Josh 26. Yeah. He got time. You, you talk about Joe in the window. Josh Allen's uh, window is not closing. And, and I hate to go back uh, to the game against the Chiefs because you brought them up. They are the big dog on the mountain. They should have lost that game. Josh, Last year Josh yep. in my opinion, Josh was balling, balling, balling. And you gave your defense 13 seconds? What are we talking about? They should have won that game. Mm-hmm. And I love that Josh, he meets every opponent, okay? You at max 10, I'm at max 10. You on level 12, I'm on. He, Patrick Mahomes was balling that game, and every time Patrick Mahomes did something good, Josh did something great what too. What about when the opponent's on level two? Because we've seen Josh Allen play down to the like, opponent. Like last week. Last week, yeah. Chicago Bears uh, on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Does that concern you at all when you see him play down to the I mean, conference? I, I, I don't like it, right? You don't want your, your quarterback to be on level one. We want you to play, fight the boss. Mortal Kombat, you know. <laughs> but, but, but it happens. At least you find a way to win. Josh a bad boy. Yes. We can't cut yes. it no other way. The only quarterback since Josh Allen really leveled up say, into this guy. The, no, the only okay. quarterback that's ended Josh Allen's season since he really leveled up is Patrick Mahomes. Football's hard. That's true. true. Hey, you're going yeah, to get the best guy. Yeah. Right. Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, two of the best that have done it. Well, coming up, the best that's ever done it for the Philadelphia Eagles. LaShawn McCoy, it's time for my favorite. Oh, is, is it set? Week. Oh, I'm ready it's to go. Time for Let me stretch. Where Shady's going to highlight the top plays on offense from the past week. You got to see this. And Most entertaining segment on television. See my boy Macklin? He goes to College Hall of Fame. Boy takes it. Hey, they know they can't do anything with you. Shady's gonna score. Shady's gonna score. That boy's so silly, man. Ball out on three. One, two, three. Ball out. Touchdown. Touchdown. Shady McCoy. Shady McCoy. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back. It's time for everybody's favorite segment. It's crazy work. It's the most exciting segment in sports television. LaShawn McCoy is gonna highlight some of the spectacular plays from this past weekend, <coughs> particularly on offense, making defenders look silly. Shady, get us. I'm ready. J.K. Doblin, he's number five. Can we see it? I can't wait. Okay, playoff game. Lamar didn't play. Tyler did. Pass me the ball. Doblin catches it. But, ooh, what are you excuse gonna do? me. Ooh, That's called a jump cut. Make God. it miss. Look at that to the crib. Okay. That's making a guy miss, though. Like, open space. This right here was like third and like eight. And what did he do? He made like he miss. Look, look, he on his butt. Oh, where you going? Where you at? <laughs> but look, we won't go too far. Same team, DeMarcus Robinson. We will stay in Cincinnati. Ravens. Okay. And this right here was just 
a slant, and go. I don't know how this guy is still the league. Eli Apple, Burt for a touchdown. That was a playoff game. We need it at home. The Marcus Robinson, one step, boom, slant with the ball in one hand. That, that is giving nice. out crazy. Look that at that. That was nice. What? Crazy, crazy, crazy work. Okay, okay. Can we go to Buffalo? Dawson Knox, I played with you using young three. when I was there. Now you're balling again. This is number three. Dawson Knox. What Josh Allen, are you going to run it or throw it? Fire tight end. Two hands. Did he have two hands? No, 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 no. He had five fingers. <laughs> That's crazy. Look at that. That's really crazy work. But seriously, though. I can't get two you feet th- in. You taught him Let's that get one. one I knee think you in. taught him that one too far. Nah, I didn't teach you that. That's a bad boy. Crazy work. Bill's got that win. Number two, I hate to do it. Dave Hellman. Hey. His name is Dak Prescott. I, I, it's not personal. He a baller. He had five touchdowns. Will I run it? Will I throw it? Yo, this was nice. This he was finds nice. a tight end, a no-look joint. Boom! Scrambling left. Scrambling! Right. Dad Prescott, I got to give you love, dog. That was nice. Oh, God. Back to the oh. tight end again. Oh, you highlighting everything. This is a this is a career day. I, I got to give him love. Hit five touchdowns, Acho. What, right. you, what you want me to you do? Right. You right. You're my fault. What you want That's me to my do? Fault. He was giving out crazy work, but he didn't win. Who, did, who won The it? winner was in New York, and he went to the Vikings. Saquon Berkeley, Penn State, baby, we are. Say it with me. Shake, move, crazy work. Where are you Golly. going? Look, Golly. that's an all-pro safety right there. Yeah. Watch how he set him up. Though. I'm a, uh, uh, what are you, you want to left, not, right? Not, not this one. Left, right, left, right. Yeah. Excuse me. Woo. Left, don't right. trip, Excuse though. Don't me. trip, though. It's Louis V's. I'm good. Listen, take her off me. That is going to be not crazy work. You are the winner. Now, what you, are, you win, big dog? You get a crazy work hoodie. Go ahead. You are going to get some Eagles, and it's going to be cold. It's going to be loud. You might need this. <laughs> Good luck against my birds. Crazy work where to say Quan Barkley. All love, baby. Dayball, keep calling them plays out. See you in Philly. Hey, well, the Ravens had two players on that crazy work list, but things are getting crazy in Baltimore. Not work-wise. Well, maybe work-wise for Greg Roman. Greg Roman officially parts ways. The offensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens has stepped down today. Now, get this. Greg Roman has been Lamar Jackson's offensive coordinator since he got into the league. This is urgent news. Lamar Jackson now without his OC. But the Ravens said they will allow Lamar Jackson to have some input on who they hire. Very interesting given the fact that Lamar Jackson's a unanimous MVP. So now the question is, is Greg Roman's departure good or bad for Lamar Jackson? Dave Hellman, you tell me. I I don't think we know the answer to that because we don't know who they hire, but I think it has the potential to be very, very good. And it like... Again, I don't want to slander Greg Roman. I think he did a good job for the most part while he was there. But what I got really excited about is when John Harbaugh and Eric DaCosta said they were going to include Lamar Jackson in this process. You let your MVP quarterback talk to you about the way he wants to run the offense, what he feels comfortable doing, what, what he thinks puts him in the best position to succeed. And I would be excited to see what that could be. You know, I mean, there's plenty – of play callers and offensive minds in the league right now that are getting a lot of attention. I mean, you just brought up Brian Dable. Daniel Jones is a lot more mobile than he gets credit for, is he not? Josh Allen is another one. Like, like, I think we get lost in Lamar Jackson being a 1,200-yard rusher. It doesn't mean you have to build your offense around that. It means it can be a component of it. That's a great point. Nobody looks at Daniel Jones running as the thing that makes the Giants go, but it's very useful. I think the Giants got more out of a decimated receiver core than the Ravens did, so you can't even come at me like they've got all this skill position talent. They don't. They just found a way to make it work. They had a more – even with as much as they ran the ball, I think the Giants had a balanced offense. I got an offense. issue with you right now, though. Okay, what's up? The reason up? I have an issue is expectations. Expectations, right? If Lamar Jackson went 9-8 this season like uh-huh. the New York Giants did, maybe they went 10-7. and seven. I believe it was 9-8, and eight, though. We wouldn't have viewed that as a success. 
Why? Because Lamar Jackson won eight games this year, but he went eight and four. You're leveling up the talent, though. Like, but I'm, I'm saying, like, don't you think at this point Greg Roman is a prisoner of his own success? reason I say that, ten years he's been an offensive coordinator. Six of those years he's gone to the playoffs. Two of the years he didn't go to the playoffs, he was coaching the Buffalo Bills. Tyrod Taylor was your starting quarterback. Shady, you were there. You know that well. Two other years, Lamar Jackson didn't finish the season. So don't you think to some degree he's almost even a prisoner of his own success because since Lamar's entered the league with Greg Roman, only Patrick Mahomes has had more success. Yeah. Like the, it Always. starts and stops with Patrick Mahomes. Who? who? What's success? Super wins. Bowl. Oh, I was going to say Super Bowls? Yeah. Nobody else has won Super Bowls since Patrick Mahomes came into the league? When I say more success, I think about Super Bowls plus wins. Wins. What's our board? The only person that has more wins than Lamar since Lamar got out of here is Patrick Mahomes. Yes, but the standard for Lamar Jackson is not to make it to the playoffs. I mean, if that's what, if that's what the Ravens are only interested in now, then, that, then they've done that. But that's a ceiling. We're trying to win Super Bowls. So that's the difference. I don't think that this is all Greg Roman's fault, but you can also hit a ceiling. Yeah. They're, they're a great running team. It's important to have a good run game. Love a good run game, Shady. You need that. That can't like be that. all you do. Because yeah. that, that, that can be stopped. And then what, what do you have? They averaged 20.6 points a game this year. What are the Cowboys averaging? Like 29, 30? That's yeah. more. Because they have a great run game in Dallas. But they can also give you crazy work that Shady just showed. You can't be in any version. You cannot be a successful team when you, are a, you, don't, you aren't a dynamic offense. Look what the, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were this year. They could not run the ball. Tom Brady's throwing the ball 60 times in a playoff game. That's outrageous. Yeah. Even, for, even for Tom Brady, like that is an outrageous number. They don't have a balanced offense. But we can see that. My thought, 2-5, answer me this. I don't know if you are elite at something. Elite? I, elite. If you're elite, elite. If you're the best at something, mm -hmm. I don't know how balanced you need to be at it. I remember when the Chiefs went to or won the Super Bowl, the 26th rushing offense, but the best rushing offense, but the best passing offense. Answer me that. You obviously had 15,000 yards in the National Football League, several through the ground, several through the air. How much did balance and is balance hurting Lamar Jackson? I think it hurts Lamar Jackson. I, I think we haven't seen what, the, 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 what his selling is from the, the offense that he plays in. I truly believe that, like, Lamar Jackson can throw the ball, right? But we say people like to knock his throwing because he runs so well. So, like, for example, like Josh Allen. We all can say Josh probably throws the ball better than Lamar Jackson, right? Mm -hmm. But also, like, Josh Allen, like, 700, almost 800 yards rushing. He does. Right? So it could be the same way where Lamar probably runs better than he throws, right? But he throws the ball well enough where he can still give you – Three, four thousand yards passing. I guess, you see what I'm saying? I do, but I guess why I'm confused. I thought you were gonna say we haven't seen the best of Lamar Jackson. And I guess why That's I'm part confused of is because it doesn't get better than the world unanimously viewing you as the best player. Like I, I can't overstate the fact that Lamar Jackson was a unanimous MVP. It's only happened once in the game of football, and we saw Peyton Manning throw for 55 touchdowns in a season and 500, 5,000 yards, and even he wasn't unanimous. Yeah, but, but so, so, like, you're talking about, like, an individual award, the mm -hmm. MVP. That's a great award to have. I, I get it. But, like, Lamar, that, that's a lot of – that was him, right? So imagine giving him some help. Well, now I have to run 20 times a game. I can run 10 times a game, right, and, and throw the ball more and have the same success. I remember when, like, even when um, in my earlier years, um, the Eagle fans would be mad that I didn't get a lot of carries. Mm -hmm. And Andy Reid would say, Shady, you can be as productive 
with less reps, mm-hmm. or you can even be more productive with less reps. And I think so Lamar Jackson. He can even be more effect, electric running the ball and throwing the ball and, and less injuries from running the ball. Because he's, he's running, like, real run plays. Mm-hmm. Like, right. like, Josh Allen, if you really watch him, like, he gets crazy in his own way. But a lot of them passes or runs be, like, to the outside, be sweeps, be down blocks, the pulls. You know, there's nobody really around. It's the RPO passes. Lamar's be, like, in the middle, dive, fullback blocks. He gets in there. Like, that's, that's a lot for a but quarterback. But don't you recall Lamar? I guess I just don't like the narrative being more potent than the truth. Lamar Jackson got hurt last year not on a run play. Lamar Jackson got hurt because he was athletic, but he can get hurt on run play. Well, well, he got it, hurt. It, it adds up, though. Hold up. It, I know it's running the ball. It adds up. Like, like I might not get hurt at, from a big hit, mm-hmm. but, I mean, I'm getting hit after week, after week, after week. Your body gets beat up. Mm-hmm. And then the little smallest hit, Joy, you be, man, I don't feel right. <laughs> and it adds up. So, I think a lot of that with the injuries of Lamar Jackson might come from that. Fair. Uh, let's talk about this next question, then, because – it doesn't truly get much better. Lamar Jackson was 8-4 this season, but in the four losses, he had double-digit leads. I could only hope that the next offensive coordinator would have double-digit leads in every <laughs> single game. Like, I'm, I'm just – I'm genuinely confused because if I were to tell y'all that the Ravens either won or held a double-digit lead in every loss, you would be like, oh, give me that OC. What's his name? It's Greg Roman. <laughs> uh, it just – it doesn't make sense. Two things can be true. Greg Roman can be a good coach, and they can have hit their ceiling. Mm. Also, if you're the Ravens, what is the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. They're not getting results in the postseason when it matters and which should be the standard for the Baltimore Ravens as an organization. And they are going down in points per game every single year in this offense. So either that means they're doing something wrong or the rest of the league is passing them by. But I need to hear, and Andy, I don't know if you have it, but I would love to hear how many points per game they were averaging with Lamar Jackson on the field. Because it's hard for me. 2019, 33 points. 2020, 29 points. 2021, 22. 22. Is that with Lamar or just with, with Tyler? Because the only reason I bring that up is because it's like, I, I don't want to condemn Greg Roman for Lamar Jackson being injured. Like, that to me just seems unfair. But why not? Because it's not, like, Greg Roman is coordinating with Tyler Huntley. Correct. And with Tyler Huntley, Greg Roman did a fine enough job to get his team to the playoffs and a fine enough no, job no, no, no. to give. Lamar Jackson did a fine no, enough no, job no, no. this year during the regular season when he got hurt to set them up to go set to the Set them up, but you know what you said? They had to finish the job. Like, and they continued to run the ball well without Lamar Jackson because that's all they do. But they I, threw I sure. the ball well as well in that playoff game. You just brought it up with Chris. Well, they sure. lost. They didn't. Well, how many points did they put up? 17 points? 17 points. That's not well. <laughs> Can, That's can, three can, points less than they've averaged this season. Can Patrick Mahomes win a championship with these wide receiver core? Can Josh Allen, can Joe Burrow? I don't think so. Can anybody? I don't think so. <laughs> so, I would so argue what do we say? that's like, not necessarily on, on the OC, but though. But that's not – yeah, that's no, and, but that's because, because, because no, but the, it, it does, though. The reason why is because no wide receivers – let's say it's free agency. Yep. And everybody got money to spend. Nobody, nobody wants to come play for that, 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 that coordinator. I love Roman, right? But as a wide receiver, I can't go there. We're going to run the ball with, with fullbacks and, and there's 300 pounds and tight ends. I'm not going to get the ball. I, I hear you. And my only retort before we get out would be this. The Chiefs' dominant wide receivers were homegrown when they had won their Super Bowls and went to theirs. The Bengals' wide receivers were homegrown when they went to theirs. The Bills' Stephon Diggs is not homegrown, but he has to be When you say homegrown, right, it's always your coordinator. Listen, so Andy Reid, 
You said homegrown, right? Okay. He's going to draft players that fits his scheme. His team. Yes. Now you're so, so Andy Reid's scheme. I know. Look, that's elaborate. that. Look, now when, you, when he gave me that eyebrow, I did some good. Yep. Andy Reid, he's going to get the Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun yep. McCoy, Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hills, yep. Ty, uh, Travis Kelsey. That's his scheme. They fit his scheme, the way mm-hmm. he plays. Even, even um, 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 I don't even go there. That's too much. But, but Greg Roman. Yep. His scheme is. To do. I want linemen. I want big fullbacks. But, and, and I want a burner. And I want a burner. That's why they went with Hollywood Brown. That's why they went with Rashad Bateman. You know, like that. that that's why they and got Deshaun Jackson. That hasn't worked but, but, out all that well. New, True. New coordinator, and I and I love Roman. New coordinator, spice up the office a little bit. Give us something. We want some deep passes. We want Lamar Jackson, RPOs. Like, come on. I feel you. I, I'm just torn. Do, do, do you? Greg Roman. You're saying it, but he, are, he gave them the number eight offense in scoring this year. If you're the Baltimore Ravens, you can and you're historically say that he team. did a good job, and that it can still be time for a change. Like that happens all the time. That's true. I don't like him, bro. I like that ceiling. What you said ceiling. You actually said beat. it first earlier in the show, Shady. I mean, that's not do. <laughs> Teamwork on this show. Coming up, Bengals-Bills. It's the quarterback matchup of the weekend. Two of the best of the best. I truly wish this was a championship game, but it's not. It can be to us, though. Which quarterback do we trust more? That's next on Speed. Joe Burrow and the Bengals are on the road Sunday against Josh Allen and the Bills. Both games, both teams coming into the game red hot. Cincinnati's won nine straight. Buffalo won eight straight. It does not get any better when you are talking about playoff football than this matchup. Joe Burrow, Josh Allen. Burrow went to a Super Bowl last year. Josh Allen, the NFL MVP runner-up. Two great quarterbacks, Dave Hellman. You have a lot of reason to trust them both, but which quarterback do you trust more, Josh or Burrow? That's the word, trust, right? Not who's better, not who's more talented. Trust. I trust Joe Burrow more than Josh Allen at this moment in time. And it like there's just it's a whole season of results that suggest that. I know Josh Allen can throw a football over them damn mountains. I mean, he all the way across the county line. He's awesome. I love him too. He's so much fun to watch. One of the most exciting players in the NFL. He leads the league in turnovers. He got he got Dak beat. Yeah. That's possible. Total. I, I mean, Dak has, to be fair, Dak has played less games. I, we we understand that, but he leads the league. He's got 22 if you include the three that he gave to Miami on Sunday. That was Sunday, right? Feels like a lifetime ago yeah, already. I thought they were tied. Telling, he's got 14 picks and then six. Uh, he's got fumbles oh. to go on top of that. Yeah, when, I'm sure. But yeah, it was, not just picks, turnovers. You know, I was thinking of Dak only played 12 games. But go ahead, sorry. But it, all, it all counts. Joe Burrow has 12 picks on the year, three fumbles. Four of his picks came in the season opener, <laughs> if you can believe that. He had a four-pick season opener. He's thrown eight in the other 17 games. So when you're talking about trust – that's, that's Joe Burrow's claim to fame. He's athletic, and he's unflappable. Like, he's going to get away from pressure, and he's going to make the right read. He does it time and time again. I trust him. I'm not ready to say that he's definitively better than Josh Allen, but I trust him a lot more in this game. Joy, where are you stand? Yeah, the question is not who's better, right. who's more talented, more athletic. I, I, I mean, they've essentially had the same season except for – Josh Allen has had more turnovers. I mean, their their numbers are almost identical. It's they have almost the same uncanny. amount of wins. They, they've had a mirror of a season, except for the fact that Josh Allen has been, a, 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 I would not even say inconsistent. Burrow's struggles were early. Josh's were in the middle. And then we're going off of the last game that we watched with both of them in it, where Joe wasn't great, his best, but Josh was turning the ball over. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with Joe by a hair just because he was playing in the Super Bowl. He did make it to the Super Bowl last year, played away games. We've seen him take care of the ball. He doesn't have those, those moments that Josh has where you're like, Josh, no, like just don't do it. Just, Josh, just breathe. Nope. 
Throw it away. Yeah, <laughs> that. <laughs> but it's, it's splitting hairs. Obviously, Josh is incredibly talented, and in big moments, he can make plays. It's almost like he can get his own shot. Mm-hmm. Like, he can create his own shot. Sure it's, it's, the, it's the equivalent uh, of that in football. But I, for trust, and because we're doing this segment. Trust is the word, right? Trust. Wait, 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 wait. Why have all of y'all asked me what the word is? is it because, because, because I want to clarify. Because the internet was a mistake. I'm not trying to wind say, up on somebody's yeah. viral clip you saying say anything that Josh Allen's a bum. appears to be, uh, you know, inflammatory about anyone, it becomes hate when we're doing a television show and you ask the question. So we're like, what are you saying hey, here? Man, I don't mind it. You need some hate sometimes. <laughs> need a little hate time. Listen, I'm going to say this. And it says it's trust, right? <laughs> um, I got to say, I trust Josh Allen to win this game. I think I'm going with a better quarterback, more talented. I got to go with Josh Allen. I think Joe Burrow is a beast. I think he's, he's in that, that, that area with Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. I think he's up there, but I got to go with Josh Allen. Why aren't you worried? Because it doesn't seem like you are. Why aren't you worried about Josh Allen? He's had multiple games with interceptions, obviously. Last game, he had multiple interceptions. You played with him. You're his teammate. You've seen him at struggle early, but he still has those lapses. Why aren't you worried? Josh got that dog in him. <laughs> you don't really see quarterbacks with that type of dog. Like, he got like a linebacker dog. Like, I'm banged, I'm hurt, I'm still going to play. We're going to win this game. I threw how many picks? Three? Four, five, we're going to win this game. And that's how he plays. I mean, now, now, yes, I would love for Josh to be a lot more careful with the ball because he can get wild. <laughs> but I, I will fight with a, with a quarterback like that. Patrick Mahomes has, has that too. And then and Joe Burrow and his own defense. I'd say, Joe, you don't no, think no, Joe Shays oh, no, 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 no. Joe got that dog in him. I love Joe, his whole thing. But, and if I have to pick, because I don't want to, but if I have to pick, because Fox pays me to do a job. <laughs> speak, speak. I got him a job. I'm going with Josh Allen. He's a, he's a bigger dog with a bigger bite. <laughs> um, Dave, you like Joe Burrow more than Josh Allen. Clearly, Josh Allen is more physically talented. How does Joe Burrow make up for, how does Joe Burrow make up for what he lacks physically compared to Josh Allen? He's just he's so cool under pressure. And that's I mean, look, I mean, we we saw Josh dealing with a leaky offensive line against the Dolphins. They sacked him seven times. His fumble, sack fumble turned that game yep. around. It really yep. changed the complexion of that game. That's been Joe Burrow's life in the NFL to this point. Like, Joe Burrow very briefly knew what a clean pocket felt like in the middle of this season, and then Alex Kappa and Lyle Collins got hurt, and he's like, all right, we're doing it just like last year? Cool. <laughs> he's, he's doing this. He's doing that. He's all over the pocket. His, his pocket presence is incredible. The way that he stays cool in those types of situations and still manages – to not put the ball up for grabs or uses, you know, we always say he's, he's sneaky athletic. We know what that means. He's way more athletic than you. He is. He is. So much more athletic than he gets Burrow's credit nice, for. Though. He can get away from pressure, and he doesn't lose his head. I think if, if you were going to criticize Josh Allen, which we all agree he's amazing, but if you were, he can lose his head a little bit when, when it gets dicey, you know, and gets out into space, and he's either trying to run over people or throw it into a window he shouldn't. It never seems like Joe does that. He still manages to make the smart, correct read, even when everything has gone to hell. And I think that's just hey, Dave, it's something you can't teach. Did you see when he had the ball out like, like, like crazy out here? Which time? He, no, like, no, no, he, but like, he, he was like in tackle. He was trying to scramble, right? And, yeah. uh, and the spy. No, no, that's right. He was trying to scramble, and the spy safety came and tried to tackle. He was like, I'm like, Josh. I thought I was there with the he's ball. Like, like Vince Carter at the rim. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Is it Shady because he's so talented? 
that sometimes he just gets reckless like that? Like, when you're that good, you can just do stuff like that? I think so. And just playing with him, like, he, he, he does that sometimes. Like, like, he feels like he can make every play. 20-yard gain ain't good enough. I'm going for the 60-yarder. Six-yard run ain't good enough. Um, I'm going for two. That's how he plays. So I think he, he always wants to get, do better and better and more and more. Got to check in on our social life. Bengals star receiver Jamar Chase is very simple. Quote, hell yeah, I'm the league's best receiver. Close quote. I told y'all in that production meeting like two months ago, I thought Jamar Chase was the best receiver. Clearly he has to say it because it's him. But Shady, is it outlandish? No, he's nice. He, he can feel like that. He's like that. You said him and Justin Jefferson, I believe. I think... I'm going to say this. Jamar Chase in the top three. Top three, top four. He's guaranteed top five. <laughs> it's hard. He went from the it's best. No, but honestly, I feel like at this year, I think there's been years where we're like, nah, that's the best receiver in the league. But this year, it's really, it's a matter of preference. Top five is fair. Quick reminder that Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase yeah. both play for LSU. Let's go. <laughs> Jamar Chase, Je- I'm Jefferson's up. Stephon Diggs, Justin Jefferson. Go Tigers. Uh, you, can't have him, you can't have him in yours and not be number one, though. I didn't say it in order. I said for us. Call back on next. <laughs> <laughs> 